Damaged Goods Podcast. Generally, um, when people do podcasts, when I do one especially, it's a little later in the day, you're in a good mood, you got everything planned out, and I don't know, you just want to do it. You're ready to step on stage, step in the cockpit, fly the plane, you know, be the captain at the helm. Uh, not, not today on Damaged Goods. Jake the Snake, that is I, uh, woke up, slept like shit, woke up earlier, but it took me about two and a half hours to get my cognitive functioning, barely functioning. You will probably hear the, uh, the lapses in my functioning, in my speech here on the podcast. Uh, slept like shit, groggy, woke up to a bunch of shit I have to do or things I was putting off or I don't know, just not good news type shit. Kind of puts you in a little funk in the morning. And for me, I don't know about anybody else, the way my day starts, the first couple hours, unfortunately kind of can dictate the rest of it. I know I shouldn't give it that much power, but if it starts off kind of shitty or slow or whatever, I just, ugh. I woke up feeling like I was behind in a race, like they already fired a gun, everyone took off, and I just, ugh, I gotta catch up. And you just feel like you're playing catch up the whole day. So I thought, why not do a podcast? What better state of mind to be in than a shitty, not rested stressed out, kind of anxious, and not feeling yourself vibe, then to do a podcast with it. So, boom, here's your go, dude. Happy fucking holidays. Uh, Christmas came and went. Hanukkah came and went. I'm not sure where we are on the Kwanzaa calendar. I know there was that Canadian one, uh, Boxing Day, or maybe that's British. I don't know. Don't come to Damaged Goods for, for historical facts on holidays. New Year's is looming. NYE, amateur night number two, maybe after Halloween. That's on fucking Friday. So I got a few days to get my shit together before I drink champagne and get a headache and feel like crap the next morning. Uh, but why not do a podcast when you're feeling like crap? I, you know, I guess I wanted to test my fucking limits. I'm drinking some excessively strong Bustelo coffee that's probably accentuating the stress and anxiety and bummed out vibes I had today, which is perfect. Why not just double down? You're feeling like... Not great, Snake Man. Why don't you drink some fucking super strong coffee? Give you not the energy you need. We'll give you a little more than that. Give you some anxiety and stress. So now your mind is moving, but you're not going to be able to even do these things that you need to do because your heart's racing like a million miles an hour like it's fucking days of thunder from the coffee. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my morning. How are you doing? Um, Something that, that uh, I always think about in art. When I used to be a musician myself, going into writing books, and then as, as a person who, who takes in art, film, movies, music, I said film and movies like they're different, but maybe they are, maybe they are, maybe that's the snobby side of me, but yeah, movies, music, literature, visual art, dancing, whatever it is, um, in a lot of these realms, there is somebody doing some editing, like in book writing. There's an editor, that's like somebody's role. And in music, maybe it's the executive producer, um, you know, in film, there's editors. Sometimes it's the person making the art themselves, you know? You gotta make sure you're putting in the right stuff, taking out the wrong stuff, and being selective. And uh, I, I thought about this, this less is more thing um, recently, as I've been thinking about it for a while in my life, less has become more as I've grown into my middle age, I don't know, hopefully it's not my middle age, because that means I'm going to die at like 70, uh, less has become more for me in, in terms of material items, when I moved from Boston to California, I left a lot behind, I left bookshelves and bookshelves worth of books, 
tons of shoes and clothes behind. I, I, I was a little more minimalistic. And within my house, I don't like lots and lots of shit. I don't like clutter. My mother loves to send me, what would you call them other than chotskis? Useless little kind of objects and cool things. Yeah, sometimes they're cute and useful, but they just take up fucking space and more and more. And my boy constantly keeps trying to give me more, uh, you know, music equipment I don't have room for. And my girl and I both really kind of like it a little more minimalistic because you just can breathe better in the place. Cluttered environment kind of leads, at least to me, a cluttered mind. So less is more in that part of my life, and less has been more in in art. When I used to make music, and I think this goes for anybody, when you're the creator of something, you're a little more attached to all your creations. You might write the best fucking song in the world, most uh, personal, important shit to you, you really feel like you push yourself to the limits and you're so proud of it, and some people just might not dig it. And they might like, their favorite song might be something that you didn't really think twice about, you kind of just did real quick, and but there was some kind of magic to it that they liked. And that's this weird thing as a creator because you want to put the, the song, if we're talking music, you want to put the songs on that they like, the, the fans and people are going to like, but you want to include things that you're very proud of, that you, you took time to craft, that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I made this. Passion projects. They often get referred to as passion projects in the arts. But then sometimes what happens, and I, I was a victim of this, or guilty of this, I should say, putting on things that, I really, really liked, or I thought, oh, I want people to hear me do this. I want them to know that I'm capable of this. Maybe it's something about our egos. And then those things don't really gel with the fans, or they don't, maybe they like it, but it doesn't resonate with them the way it does with you, because they didn't know the creative process behind it, what it took to go into it, and they're taking it in a different form than you are. They're not attached to it like you. And as an artist, you want to put these things on, and I remember I used to have, like, you know, bigger albums, mixtapes. And then the, some of the ones I think that were my most successful projects had less tracks. Less is more. And I wish I kind of really uh, held this notion harder when I did music. When it comes to writing, my first book, Quicksand, I think I cut off like four chapters. My new book, The Waiting Room, which hopefully will be out soon, uh, I've cut out six chapters. And I like these. These ones weren't bad. Sometimes the, you know, they don't, yeah, I don't like this. Sometimes it doesn't go with the rest of the project. Sometimes you just need to figure out what's fat and what's the meat and potatoes of it. Movies do this too, you know. Hollywood movies tend to be big on the editing, not making it too long because people's attention spans are weak. You can binge watch a whole two seasons of a show that's a 30-minute episode, 10-episode season. You're talking fucking 20 hours of shit. You could binge that in two days, but a movie over two hours seems daunting to us. Um, so, you know, more mainstream movies tend to keep it a little more trimmed, while the more art house or indie flicks or just directors with a lot of pull and cachet, let's use that word cachet, they can make it longer. Um, you know, and, and less is more, not always though, right? If we're talking sleep, less is certainly not more, considering last night I slept like fucking penis, like dick, like shit. Uh, less would not have been more. And money, right? Less is not more, right? Sometimes it's, it's not always more, but editing is a, a skill that's undervalued, underappreciated, and extremely fucking necessary. Underline that, highlight that, italicize it, whatever you need. Editing is extremely important in all these arts. Whether you're doing some, uh, you know, choreographed dance number on Broadway, or you're shooting some little art house film for school, or it's a music video, whatever it is. Less can be more. That doesn't mean you can't have that eight-minute track that's a masterpiece, you can't do some Pink Floyd-esque shit. You know, 
you want to hit the person that's receiving your art right in the heart, right in the mind. And if there's too much to wade through, it can be a lot. When you go out to eat, I like to eat a lot, and sometimes less is not more. We want to just gorge ourselves with food till we're sick, till we need a two-finger dessert in the bathroom afterwards to eat more. Uh, two-finger dessert is fucking slang for making yourself throw up. I think that comes from the modeling Hollywood world. Eh, don't do that. It's not good for yourself. Plus, the vomit residue burns off teeth enamel, and it's a bad habit. But anyway, my point is, I'll overeat a lot, and I always feel like fucking shit after. Have you ever left Korean barbecue feeling like a million bucks? No, you feel like shit. You feel like 999000 minus $1, and uh, you stink like animal carcass. But you do it anyway, because in the moment, it's very fun, and we got to live in the moment, right? Uh, but sometimes you go to a certain restaurant or place and you want these certain dishes. They're highlighted dishes. They're main ones. But there's a ton of appetizers. And, or, you, you know, you're filling up on the free bread and there's salads and snacks. And then time the big meal comes, the thing you wanted the most, you're too fucking full to enjoy it. You can't even finish it. Now it's in a doggy bag. Problem is, you got a fucking filet mignon or a lobster tail. And that shit don't come great the next day, especially the lobster tail. Seafood is not for leftovers. That's, that's a tenet of my lifestyle. Sorry, just drinking some more of this lukewarm, way too strong coffee just to fucking stain my teeth and fuck my heart rate up. You know, less isn't always more. You know, we think, oh man, I want a girl with a lot of ass, some big titties, right? Yeah, more is pretty good. But then the woman gets a little older. You got to maintain that body. Sometimes too much ass will start turning into too much leg into too much one piece of body part that's hard to distinguish from the other. Or too much tits, they'll maybe sag or they become banana tits. Or, you know, dudes with big jack muscles, ladies. You want a guy with an eight-pack and fucking Hercules-esque frame. Uh, but if that gentleman is big and super muscular, not lean and cut like some podcast host writers, but a super-duper jacked big person, they have to maintain that same workout to keep that body intact. Because if you're really big and muscular and you don't, that muscle turns into fat. And now your, your more has become quite less. If you look at people with like that do a HGH, I think... Um, Buster Rhymes was uh, um, noted in the, um, you know, in the media for this years ago because he was very jacked and him and Dr. Dre and Mary J and a lot of these people were doing it. If you stop working out when you're taking that shit or even stop taking it, all that muscle you've accumulated just turns to fat and that's why his neck looked wider than most people's waists. It was crazy. Um, it's not always the move. So, you know, I think about this a lot with art, you know, um, when it comes to, to, to writing, a lot of more traditional, very respected authors and stuff, very fancy with the wordplay and, and eloquent. And, and uh, then, you know, in the, in the 1900s, which is the 21st century, um, there's a lot of people who came out writers like the Beat Generation, people like Ginsburg and not Burroughs so much. He was a little more old school and Kerouac, though, and, and, and Bukowski and even this dude, Celine, his French dude. Um, they were using prose in a different way, a little less fancy and wordy, to just to just be blunt, but still getting their message, their points across. Less was more, and you could communicate in a in a different way. You could write to the to the fan, to the the person receiving the art, right to them. If you think about music, um, Illmatic, Nas is Illmatic, often regarded as you know the greatest hip hop album of all time, also regarded as one of the best music albums of all time. Period. Genre don't matter. Ten tracks. It's 10 tracks, and one of them is a fucking intro track that's not even, you know, really musical. And it's fucking masterpiece. The new Nas album, Magic, with Hit Boy, 
um, just came out, and it's nine tracks, and it's good. And I did not like these two King's Disease albums that he did with Hip Boy. Not because I don't like Nas. Nas is one of my all-time favorites. He's a top three MC to me. I always would look forward to his albums. Just to listen to him, regardless of the production, I don't find Hip Boy's production very inspiring. It sounds kind of... Uh, it lacks soul. And I don't mean soul sample productions, but I mean like the essence of soul. It just it seems contrived and just kind of flat. This project surprised me. I didn't expect it to be good, and it was fire, and it's nine tracks. I got through it, and I wanted more, and you know what? There wasn't any more. When you do good editing, when there is less is more, you leave the person wanting more. How many people, if you look at the reviews on Amazon, or people that you know complimented me on my book, Quicksand, would tell me, dude, I want more. Where's more? That's what I was going for. That was my intention. Less was more. I wanted you to want more rather than giving you so much you couldn't get through it and just kind of got uninterested. My new book's a little longer, but not too daunting. I don't want to overwhelm people. Um, these Nas albums had that down to a science, making you want more. If we're talking still in hip-hop, double albums. There's some great double albums. I love All Eyes on Me, you know, Life After Death, Forever, Wu-Tang Forever. I mean, they're great albums, classic albums. But how many times have you in your mind, or you and your friends, or even some reviewer in a magazine or whatever, maybe brought up the notion that what if these double albums were edited down to one album? We trimmed these two sides, A and B, put the best songs of both onto one album. What kind of masterpiece would you have in your hands then? It'd be crazy. Obviously, we love these double albums, and I'm sure there's songs that you like that someone else didn't, and what have you. Um, but there's not so many, I mean, there's ever that many great double albums of any genre. And, you know, movies, I'm go, I was saying this in the beginning, I'm a guy who likes long movies. I don't even need a lot of dialogue. I'll watch a Nicholas Winden Refn movie where there's dialogue one line every fucking 40 minutes, but I'm cool with that. I'll watch Gus Van Sant's The Last Days with Michael Pitt kind of playing the Kurt Cobain character. There's no dialogue in the first 40 minutes. And it's kind of long and slow for some people. I dig that shit. I get lost in the visuals. But it doesn't mean there's not editing that takes place with these films. Apocalypse Now by, by Coppola is long. And then there's the Redux, which is even longer. It doesn't mean he still didn't edit shit out. Because sometimes when you take something out, you highlight something else that you really wanted people to notice. So it works in your favor. And I mean, you know, some movies need it, like Deer Hunter, Michael Cimino's Deer Hunter. It's a fucking classic. You should watch it. Christopher Walken, uh, De Niro at their finest. Fantastic movie, very disturbing, long as fuck. And it could have used a little editing, if you've ever seen it. The wedding scene, the real-time wedding scene. This wedding scene is literally, <clears throat> excuse me, like a fucking hour. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's fucking long. And then it ends and boom, they're in Vietnam playing Russian roulette. And uh, it's wild. But yeah, could have done some editing. Uh, that new Adam McKay movie with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. It's all about climate change. This came up. Um, don't look up. I watched it. My girl had it on the other day. It was like the day after Christmas. I think a lot of people were laying around sluggish, full of food and booze. And, you know, maybe you had to shake off the family, whatever's. A lot of people were watching it. My girl throws it on. It was a long flick. It, I think it timed out like two hours and 10 minutes, two hours and 18 minutes. And that's not long, dude. I watched The Irishman in the theater, three hours. I, I stayed up all night when Soderbergh's Che movies, part one and two came out, and together it's like five hours. It's not about it, the length, but 
is everything in there justified? And this was a long movie. And this is one of those movies like, uh, to keep it funky, I'm not a huge fan of this dude Adam McKay's new movies. I love Step Brothers and Anchorman. But when he started doing like the big short and, and Vice and shit, it's like he's teetering the line between social commentary, political commentary, and comedy. And I don't know, it just can't, they come off a little Hollywood and cheesy. The big short I didn't even finish. I think I got 20 minutes in and then when they had the Anthony Bourdain scene, and I love Anthony Bourdain. I love him. But when it came in, it just felt so contrived and Hollywoodish. I turned the fucking shit off. Never seen the rest. Vice, I watched for Christian Bale's great performance. But it was like, I'll never watch it again. And this movie was like, um, this don't look up movie. I mean, it's not like, listen, dude, I, I believe in climate change. Don't come down my throat for that. This is more of a, a film critique, not like a, um, I don't have an issue with the subject matter. But it was like long. And, and it was funny in parts, then it lagged for a while. And I think it was having a problem with itself. Like it didn't know if it wanted to be really funny or really serious. And you can blend the two. It happens a lot. But this movie, I don't think, did it well. Um, and it was too long for it. I think they could have really trimmed it down. And it definitely had these Hollywood-esque elements to it that I generally have disdain for. Jonah Hill was mad funny. <clears throat> Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, whatever. He was great in it. But it was a little too long in some parts. And I thought the end was a little cheesy. But I'm, that's not, I'm not here to talk about what I thought of the film. I'm just saying... It could have benefited from some editing. Perhaps I would have liked it more. You never know. And I know people in the music industry still and other writers and people coming out with projects of all kinds, you know, kids making movies. And, you know, dude, when I see a 20 track, uh, 20 track list on an album, I'm like, God damn, that's a lot of motherfucking songs. In the mixtape era of hip hop, there would be, it was very common for 20 tracks, 18 tracks. On a mixtape, but on a mixtape, some of these were just freestyles, a minute long. But nonetheless, you see 18, 19, 20 tracks on the back. That's daunting. Are you going to get through it? Well, if you see 12 or 10 or 13, maybe you do. And now you want more. You can't wait till the next project drops. There's some books I have. They're big fucking books. They're like five Bibles in one. And I've read them and it takes a while. If I was to pass a book like that to a lot of people I know, they're not going to read it. If my book, Quicksand, was super duper thick, uh, like Crime and Punishment or some shit, I don't know how many people would have bought it. I kept it kind of kind of slender, and I think it worked in my favor, and hopefully people will take the next one. Oh, by the way, the audiobook version of Quicksand is out now. The link's in my bio of all my social medias. If you can go to Amazon, Audible, uh, iTunes, Apple Books, or whatever, the audiobook, and it's read by me, narrated by me, and I cut out the publisher on this one. It's just me putting it out, so you support the artist directly. Um, and... I think it's in time length. The audio one is an hour and 18 minutes or whatever. It's not that long. The book isn't that long. It'll go by like this. Plus, it's funny, and it's I write short stories and poems, so it's not like an 80-page chapter. I break it up, make it a little more palatable. And I'm not, as a person who's against like the mainstream way of doing art, I'm not saying make your shit short to make it more palatable for people, but... Take that album that you got and cut it into two. Or, or really reference, cross-reference them back and forth, all the tracks. Do you need all 18 of those? Are they all bangers? You created them, so you're going to like them all. But maybe do like a little like listening party with your executive producer or your manager or, or somebody's opinions whom you value, who actually, their input is actually valuable. Not someone who didn't do what you do, you know? Don't take advice from people who don't do what you do or work in your realm. But... I think less is more most of the time. If you have a big family, now everyone's got to split the pie up a little more. So less is more sometimes. I don't know. 
things of that nature. You got a giant big ass mansion, but you live alone. Now you got to clean that motherfucker, pay the maids to clean it. It takes forever. You got a little less to manage, easier to handle. Sometimes we want more. Sometimes we absolutely need more. Most of the time we don't, dude. Let's be thankful for what you got and keep that art fucking hitting by editing. Get a good editor. I'm very, very psyched about the editing on my new book. Much better than the first. Hopefully you dig it. Go get this fucking quicksand audiobook. Leave me good reviews on Amazon. Give the podcast a good review if you're listening on what Spotify or iTunes or wherever the fuck you enjoy my podcast. Follow me on social media at Jake Frazick. That's at J-A-K-E-F-R-A-C-Z-E-K. Gotta spell it out because it's hard. At Damage Goods Podcast. At J the S. I gotta say this shit more in the podcast because it's important to. I'm trying to do it. Usually I just have a gay old time up here and talk a lot of shit. Still doing that, doing the promo. Go get the motherfucking audiobook quicksand. See, the podcast was short. Short and sweet. Less is more. You're welcome.